When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Liftoff, welcome into the Now We Have Liftoff New York Jets podcast. And on this lovely Tuesday evening, live, I'm your host, John June. And of course, with me, wouldn't be a show without my guy, Frank Jim Piccolo. Frank, how we doing today, brother? I was good before you got my blood boiling on our pre-show talks. Yeah, I mean, and we'll leave. You know, maybe we won't. We won't completely divulge the uh, the <laughs> the entire topic of the conversation. We don't want to give uh, all Jet fans here a a uh, you know a similar feeling to what Frank is feeling right now, with you know extra high blood pressure or you know anything like that. Especially after the game that we had to endure on Sunday, as the New York Jets are. Our beloved New York Jets. I don't know how often I can keep saying that. Uh, but our New York Jets, beloved New York Jets, winning, losing, I should say, 30-9 to to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, the good, the Jets converted three field goals in this one. Uh, new kicker, Eddie Pinheiro. Uh, shout out to him for uh, showing up and doing his job because very few people – in the green and white, have done that this year. Uh, Frank, isn't your that, isn't that, I was just going to say, isn't that sad that we're giving him a round of applause for doing his job? Like, I, I wish people came around and gave me a round of a, applause for plowing snow correctly. Like, do you want to do that for me, John? Like, every time it snows, just give me a round of applause? Nah, like, man, nah. Right? Nobody's coming to my job. Give me a round of applause. Exactly. So I'm that's not... what I'm doing. Like, but... like it's crazy. Like he didn't even make like like a, a 62 yarder. Like, like if he made like a crazy long field goal, I'd be like, okay. But he made like what do you make? 37, 35. Like, uh, 
let me see. I have the distances here. He made a the, his long was a forty six yard field goal. So uh, again, like you said, not of the fifty yard variety. But hey, he was three for three. So right now he's a hundred percent. It's better than his the predecessors before him. So I will live with it. But Frank also some good from this game. Uh, it seems to be a you know a running theme here with this defense with the up and down performances, but for, you know, a good chunk of the first half, this defense was good uh, considering they were going into this game without Michael Carter in the secondary. We already know the situation that they have going on safety. They're already on to their, uh, you know, javelin Gidry, who, you know, really is a, a, you know, a depth chart player. He's, starting playing significant snaps for them. Uh, they're going up against the Saints team who just happens for five weeks, Alvin Kamara, nowhere to be seen, but just in time to play those Jets, uh, he, he was definitely here. So uh, 27 rush attempts by him, you know, over, over 120 yards from scrimmage, but CJ Mosley contributed 17 total tackles here. Uh, you know, also Quincy Williams was was again solid in this game as well. Frank, your thoughts on the performance of the defense? So so they started off good, or not good, but they started off all right. Like um, CJ Mosley had a good game. As you said, Quincy had an all right game. I mean, just to put it in some context, right? This was a ten to six game going into the half, uh, and there was actually a possibility where the Jets could have made it a ten ten game uh, and the offense been able to convert uh, down by the goal line. So, you know, they did hold this offense to ten points. I, I mean, they held them to thirteen points through three quarters. Uh, they the Saints ended up scoring seventeen total points in the fourth. Uh, so. For the most part, the defense, you know, I would say played played solid, you know, giving up two field goals and a touchdown through through three quarters of football against a, you know, a talented offensive coordinator and Sean Payton. Uh, granted, they're playing a quarterback who also couldn't throw the ball. So they were dealing with that. But all around, I thought it was a solid performance. So yesterday I put up on Twitter a stat which is really – uh, disconcerting that one of our, I think is our biggest problem. I said one of our bigger problems, but I think it's the biggest problem that we have on our defense is that eight out of the 12 games this season, we've given up an opening score that that is horrendous. And out of those eight, six have been touchdowns. That's just, that's just horrendous. And that's not even counting the 40, the like four 40 point debacles that we've had mixed in there. You know, you touched on it up and down. I get that with the younger players, right? Like the Quincy Williams is of the world. Even Bryce Hall. Eccles had a Eccles came back. He had, I think Eccles had a good game this week, but CJ even though he had a good game this week, he had a terrible game last week. He he can't have 
on a team that's so young, you can't have inconsistencies with your best player. And he's yeah. probably the best player on the team. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and just to add to that stat, Frank, uh, the Jets are actually last in the in the entire NFL in a per, a percentage of opponents' offensive drives that end in a score. That they're dead last. It's fifty over fifty percent. They're the only team that's over fifty percent. The next highest team is Detroit at forty six point eight percent. The Jets are allowing opponents to score on 50.3% of their drives. That is an absurd number. Absurd. Yeah, yeah. not to talk about the offseason, but that's got to be addressed in the offseason. And I get it. You lost Lawson. You lost Curry. You lost a whole bunch of guys. You lost May halfway through the season. But at some point, you got to take pride. The players that are out there got to take pride. And the coaching staff has got to take pride. If it's going to be really tough for Sala to bring back Ulbrich, if this trend continues the last four weeks and we don't start seeing like significant progress, like they keep making the same mistakes, right? Like I saw three screen passes that went for 20 plus yards on Sunday. And that is ridiculous at this point in the season. And and, yeah. it's, and it's ridiculous. Not It's not because Alvin Kamara made a, a great play. You just had offensive linemen in front of defenders, and then you had defenders that are in position to make a tackle and just Olay. Like, they they just not putting their body in front or like you're taught at eight years old. Helmet on ball, chest, thrust the hips up th- through the defense. I think that, like, I don't think that that's on Obrick, though, right? Like, I like, I don't think the talent is good enough on this defense. This is a team, right, going back into, the you know, the 2021 NFL draft. They didn't spend this their first four picks all offense, right? Like, they didn't address defense until the fifth round. Um, you know, Carl Lawson, their highest paid, you know, defensive free agent, ends up on um, – you know, ends up on on injured reserve, right? So, like, you know, I don't think that this is an Obrick problem as much as this might be a talent problem. Uh, so, you know, I'm just – I don't have the same concerns for Obrick because I think you look at what Obrick's done, you know, in two separate stints as the Atlanta offense, the Atlanta defensive coordinator taking over for – Dan Quinn with, you know, a a unit that had some talent, maybe not a lot, but they had some pieces and he was able to make it work. And I think if you provide some pieces here uh, on this defense that, you know, between Sala and Obrick and and Joe Douglas, you know, in this this front office in an offseason that they could figure this out. Um, The concerns I have, I mean, and this is crazy because we started off trying to talk about the good. Right. And the defense wasn't good. And it ends up in this, you know, negative conversation here. Some other good, though, you know, Bryce Hall continuing to be solid. Um, you know, Quin- Quin- Quincy Williams, we talked about him. Quinn and Williams also uh, continuing to be dominant as well. Uh, but on the offensive side of the ball, not a lot of good there. Uh, I mean, the offensive line has played well. Uh, they played well in recent weeks, and they were solid 
again on Sunday. Um, but the the bad has got to be Zach Wilson. I mean, he was he was not good in this game at all. Um, Forty two pass attempts, nineteen completions, uh, two hundred and two passing yards. Uh, you know, so he just it wasn't a, an overall good game by him. I did have his probably his best game on the ground to date, 33 rushing yards, had a, a long scramble of 18 yards, but uh, all for not because the, the Jets, once again, could not put up points on – well, they couldn't put up touchdowns. They could not score touchdowns. They have been allergic for whatever reason to the end zone outside of, you know, a couple of games, uh, w- you know, with Zach Wilson. And Elijah not Moore. <laughs> yeah, Elijah Moore definitely helps. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just Zach Wilson, just the accuracy was not there. And this was not a guy that was known for being inaccurate, right? Like you look at all the advanced scouting numbers, even from PFF and things like that. He was up there with Mac Jones as one of the most, one of the most accurate quarterbacks in this draft class for whatever reason, that accuracy is not there. And, you know, it's frustrating to watch him dirt the ball to open receivers, whether they're in the flat or they're just running a simple hitch route. And you're just like, he had a play to Trayvon Wesco where it's like, he scrambles out, gets out of trouble. There's an open receiver by the sticks. All he's got to do is just put it on him. for whatever reason. Can't do that. Right. And it's just, it's 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 got to be frustrating if you're a Jets fan watching it because you feel like as a kid that has talent that was the number two pick in the draft like you should be playing better uh, regardless of you know if as long as the offensive line is playing well enough you should be able you should be able to deliver the football to open receivers like that's that's the minimum expectation of your job and if you can't do that why were you the number two pick in the draft? Yeah, I agree with most of that. He uh, played terrible. Um, his his, I know I I know I've talked about this since we drafted the kid or before we drafted this kid. His feet is terrible. It, it's one of the one of the worst that I've seen. I talked about last week that his feet were less hurried than previous weeks, but we go back we go back again to the the hurried feet, especially that pass the two passes that were. The most egregious was the, the the dirt to the wide receiver screen to Braxton Barrios, and then the one to Ty Johnson. But I will say this because I've been defending the kid all week on, not all week, the, since Sunday's game on social media, and this kid is getting blasted by Jet fans. Some Jet fans, I appreciate their opinion because they. I feel like they know the game and then others are just, just regular fans. And there's nothing wrong with being just being a regular fan and not having the deep inside knowledge of some other people out there. But as you know, John, sometimes that learning curve is bigger for certain people, right? Uh, you know, you always talk about how that learning curve for Justin Herbert was very short. Like he was almost pro ready, ready to get right in there. And 
have the lead. That wasn't the expectation with Herbert, though, right? Like no, no, Herbert... but but for whatever reason, he hit the ground running. Zach, it's almost like Zach was going from freshman football to varsity football. And that's what it looks like, right? Like it looks like the game is moving too fast for him. Like, is it is it possible that everyone's getting everyone's saying that he sucks and everyone's saying that he can't play the game of football, but is it possible that the game is moving so fast for him and he doesn't know how to slow it down? And that's why he's dirting balls. Because he's he's thinking instead of reacting. And we know football is a game of reaction and not overthinking when you start thinking in football that's when you start making mistakes and i i personally believe that is what zach wilson's problem is at the moment yeah it's 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 uh definitely something that can be contributing to it right like people we all talked about like level of competition and you know one of the the things that you could say is that like hey you know they played he was at he went to BYU, small school, not a great level of competition. Like, of course, the speed of the game is as you know really sped up for him. Um, I, I again, I go back to the like, what is your job requirement, right? Like the same way we expect Eddie Pinheiro and every other kicker that walks through here to hit an extra point and kick, you know, a forty a forty something yard field goal. Right. The we expect them to do that. Like that's the bare minimum. If Eddie Pinheiro comes out here and kicks a 57 yard field goal, then we're like, oh my God, Eddie Pinheiro is great. Like that's fantastic. That's how I feel with Zach Wilson, right? Like you at a minimum should be able to hit an open receiver, right? Like whether they're in the flat, whether they're eight yards in front of you, whether they're in the back of the end zone, like you, that's the minimum expectation that I have of you is that you should be able to hit an open receiver. When you do something fantastic, like break out of the pocket and throw a ball 60 yards down the field, that's when I'm like, oh my God, you're extraordinary. Like you're great. You deserve to be the number two pick in the draft. And we've seen the extraordinary, but we don't see so much of the the just the, the small things, right? Like being able to hit an open receiver or check the ball down, right? Doing those things. The drops is, didn't yeah. help, help. The drops didn't help this kid. And no, the they, drops don't help the and kid. They, and right? they weren't. And they somebody weren't just put out a stat the other day, But somebody put out a stat the other day that he's not even one of the most he affected quarterbacks by drops, right? Like he's still, I think like in the twenties or thirties in adjusted completion rate, which accounts for drops. So like, even if you consider the drops, like every quarterback deals with drops, but like how many, like how many times you watch Tom Brady dirt a ball to an open receiver? Like, and I said this facetiously, like DJ Bienemy, shout out to homie. It's his birthday. Wish him some love. But DJ Bienemy said that I forgot where I was going with this altogether. But DJ Bienemy was saying that uh, 
every again every every quarterback deals with drops but at the end of the day right like there's an expectation on Zach Wilson to be able to hit the receiver that's not what DJ said I was trying to buy myself some time so I can remember it but I can't Frank you have to take it and hopefully it comes back to me that's okay you're getting old but I hear that right but there are multiple times in a game where and I and I saw and I saw a couple of the beat writers say this and I don't agree with it because I'm not saying I know more football than them because I don't. They definitely know more football than me. But one route in particular was that that slant route to Keelan Cole and Zach Wilson put it on behind him and he he was kind of getting blasted. Um, by some of the beat writers about that throw, but when I when I broke down the all twenty two, you could see that the the D back had outside leverage, and then you had the safety that was coming coming down uh, coming down also on that. So when I was watching it, the only place to throw that would be Keelan Cole's back backside away from the two defenders. And I have always been told that if that ball hits you in the hands, that you got to come up with that. And Keelan Cole had way too many of those in the game on Sunday. Yeah, no, definitely. That's, you know, again, the, the supporting cast doesn't help, but the, the fact that, that you, you just not able to hit the open receiver is what is just continuing to, to step to stick out to me like DJ B enemy had said, I, I remember it now he had tweeted out jet fans. What, what is the one thing that Zach Wilson does well? And me facetiously said, I said, throw the ball into the dirt <laughs> because I mean, seriously, I've never seen an NFL quarterback dirt the ball as much as he has. Like, I don't want to make this a thing, but like, like the Atlanta game, it was the same thing, right? Like this game, it was a there was a, another game in between, and he's only played like seven games, <laughs> eight games in the NFL. So, in like three of them, you've dirted passes. So I, I yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not down on the kid. I still think he has a ton of talent, right? I still think he has a ton of potential. Uh, y'all all know, Frank and I, we would have put Justin Fields in the card and not that he's playing all that well right now, but at least Don't Justin Fields is fun to watch. He's yeah, fun to watch. He, yeah, he is fun to watch, but that doesn't result in wins all the time, right? And I get it. Neither does this. No, 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 it doesn't. No, it doesn't. So so Zach Wilson got a little taste of what Sam Darnold went through here on on Sunday with having zero weapons. But with that being said, Sam did, it for, Sam did it for like 20 games. Yeah. But my boy, Michael P. Ryan had a nice little run on Sunday. Yeah. He had one nice run in his, uh, was it second NFL game action? They said it was. No, nah, he's played more than two NFL games, but he he's, hasn't played much football. No, he had seven carries, though. There's that. Yeah. He's got eight total carries on the year. 
Look, man, no, he he did fine. He, he, uh, he looked like one of the he looked like one of the better running backs uh, on Sunday, but that's because Austin was. I was going to say it's because he was the only one available. <laughs> oh, you had you had Ty Johnson, but Ty Johnson did he just didn't look right. He he, he hasn't looked right for a while, man. Like there's nah, there's Ty, something wrong with Ty Johnson. You know, he, maybe but, he's hurt. Moving on to the games, we know our guy, Michael Carter, is coming back. So, I mean, do we have anything else that we want to talk about in regards to this game here, Frank? Oh, yes. I know what we want to talk about. The 2020 draft class. That's what we want to talk about. Starting with Denzel Mims, M-I-M-S. Denzel Mims, that Denzel Mims. Uh, He is... Yeah, I don't. He he he's yeah. I don't. I don't know. I, I he like has honestly, he's been in quite a disappointment. I tried to go to bat for him, like he he literally caused the Jets thirty no, twenty five yards in penalties. Um, was it twenty five yards? You know, like one of them was like half the distance, and then the other one was like 10, 15 yards, ten yards, whatever. Either way, not offensive pass interference. Um. An illegal shift because he or illegal formation because he hold up, covered hold up. Before, the I, I want to talk about the illegal formation because that well, is so ahead, Mister Official. Yeah, exactly. That that drives me insane. And you heard rumblings about this is why he wasn't getting as much run because he was making these um, mistakes in practice. There is no excuse for you to come in motion, come across the formation, and know that you have to be on the line, or you should know that you have to be on the line. And you're off, and now you're off the line. So now the the tackle is technically the legal the legal end on that side, but being by number he can't be, and he didn't declare himself eligible. Now that's a, a penalty for illegal formation. That can't happen. You're an NFL receiver. That can't happen. And, I, and I'm sick of hearing that Mims isn't a practice player, that every time he steps on the field, he makes plays. Well, guess what? He did it on Sunday. He saw a lion, a lion's share of the reps in the first half until Salah finally had enough in the fir- after those two terrible penalties. You know, the pass interference, whatever. You know, it was bad, but I I don't I don't I don't get mad for those penalties no. by, by those type of players, right? I get like if Corey Davis had that, I'd get mad because he's a veteran player, he should know better, right? I still don't get mad. I yeah. watched D Hop I, I watched yeah. D Hop push push off yeah. like forty exactly. times yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Like but that's what I'm saying, like but the mental errors with this team, and it's not just Mims, the mental errors across the board. Like, we've killed Nathan Shepard for this. Uh, we've killed other players on the offensive line for the mental errors. You know, we killed McGovern early in the year for his mental errors. They got to stop. Like, I don't know what they're doing in practice. And, like, maybe they need to run laps. I don't know. But these mental errors are killing this team. Well, 
This is, seems like a Mims issue because all the receivers seem to be fine, right? Like Braxton Barrios doesn't have an issue lining up. No, no, of course. I'm, Moore doesn't I'm have just talking issue. about the mental issue. No, yeah, no, totally. The mental totally, errors going but, forward. But, but sticking on the twenty on the 2020 class and Mims specifically, right? Like, I don't know if he's long for um for for this coaching staff, right? Like, and I don't I hate to say that about a player and this is only his second year, but if you can't know something as simple as like where to line up so that we don't get an illegal formation, like how can you convince the coaches that you like this isn't something that you made a mistake in like week one of the preseason or you know week two of the regular season? Like this is week we're going into week fifteen, bro. Like what are you doing? Of your like, second year in the league. No, I mean first year on this first year in this system, you miss some time, whatever I get it. But like you've it, had all this but, time, like you haven't yo, been playing. Is, like, I know, but like, is it you tell me because I didn't play receiver, but when I coached, every time that you go in motion, your head's supposed to go back to the ball, right? Yeah, I mean look, I I, I get all the, I get all that. I get all that. I get all of, I get all of it. I'm just saying, like in regards to Denzel Mims, right? Like you're an NFL receiver, like you're a professional. Like this isn't high school. Like you're not. This isn't like you, right? Like you get paid big time money to do your job at a high and do it at a high level, right? So like, there's an expectation that you're gonna go home. You're gonna read your playbook like a pro. Like Elijah Moore, rookie or not. They say he knows his playbook in and out. He can line up in any spot, right? Like Denzel Mims can't do that, let alone know to line up on the line of scrimmage like when he's supposed to. And I've been – and you know, Frank, I've been trying to give Denzel Mims the benefit of the doubt as much as I could because the talent is there. But at the end of the day, like you've got to also be in your playbook and 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 know where you're supposed to line up, where you're supposed to be, and what time you're supposed to be there, and so on and so forth. Yeah, and that's why we're me and you are so big on the process, right? Like all those little things matter. Doing the little things matter because those the little things could manifest itself into bigger things, which we saw on Sunday with Mims. So if you're not doing the little things at practice, right? And that's what I count the little things. Like if you're not if you're not totally in, right, at practice, what do you think is going to happen with, at a game? And that's what I've been trying to tell people. I've been trying to tell you. Been trying to tell friends of mine that. Yeah, he might be a gamer on Sunday, but when when the when we needed when we needed to play, because we were driving at that point, and he comes across the line, and boom, that that can't happen. But it wasn't just him. Like those things, I get really mad at. But from what I saw from Ashton Davis on. Sunday, and it's been before that. Like his tackling is so bad. It's like he, he, don't, he don't want it. Like that's the heart right there. Like, and I see it. Like he don't want any part of the business, and it drives me insane because he's at he's athletic as all heck. But when he got when he's him one on one with a running back that has any any type of ability. That's going to lower his shoulder. He does not want it. He olays it. Like, it's so bad. Like, he looks like he should. I don't want to say that. 
I'm going to stop myself because I'm going a little bit too far. But he does not look like a starting caliber safety when it comes to him coming up to support the run. Yeah. I, I they should, Maybe they should give him a shot at, like, outside corner or something at this point. Like, <laughs> like honestly, I don't – It can't hurt. Yeah, I, I don't know because uh, you know you can't play him in the slot because you got you got to stop the run to play in the slot. Like you got to you got to be in, on run support and play in the slot. So uh, I don't know. Maybe he's got to be farther away from the ball, or maybe they should just put him on offense, put him at receiver. He can't catch the ball. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and you know, then there's the you know the head of the 2020 class and Makai Becton questions are you know whether he'll be back had a six to eight week timeline initially uh last week was the 10 week timeline does that make sense no last week last week had to be like the 12 week timeline because it has to coincide with the regular season yeah week one he got hurt yeah so um i don't think he's gonna come back I mean, I'd like to, the, the optimistic, the optimist in me says that like, hey, you know, you got to get a game with, because Elijah Moore is going to play the final two games of the season, uh, you know, Todd Bowles, or Todd Bowles, <laughs> Robert Sala has already said that, I got a drink for that one, uh, Coach Sala has already said that, and so, you know, we know Zach Wilson is going to be playing, uh, hopefully he'll be playing, we know Michael Carter will be playing, Um and so the you know the hope there is that Makai Becton could play, um, but I you know from an organization standpoint, he's probably yeah I mean he's probably your most important player uh, outside of Zach Wilson right so like um, protecting Zach Wilson so uh, you got to make sure he's he's there healthy. George Fant has been playing uh, you know a bang up job there at the left tackle spot, holding it down. So, you know, he'll be back uh, either, you know, playing on the right side or, you know, still being back as a, as a, a swing tackle. Um, but Makai Becton, I, I think, yeah, you, I think you got to have his, you know, you got to watch out for his future for sure. Yeah. And I think that's the most important thing. Like when you talk about that injury, right, it was a fractured, fractured kneecap. But along with that fractured kneecap, he—I don't know how long he long he was not walking for, or you know, not lifting or whatever. So I don't know how much muscle dystrophy that he had while he was laid laid up or whatever. But I'm sure he'd had to build the strength back back in that knee, and I don't know if those muscles are all the way there yet. The, the last thing you want to do is for him to tear a muscle in his knee because they're, they're not built up because he wasn't using them for so long. And like, can you imagine he comes back week 17 or, or week 18 and he tears his ACL? Yeah, I think that's why I, I I'm with you. You just, you just sit him out. You let him, you let him just heal up, you know, get it, get in shape and come back next year, uh, you know, you know, better, better player. You know, and I get it from his point, but 
you know, because he's he's got to be hearing all the all the fan or a, a portion of the fan base calling him lazy and fat and all all this stuff. But he he can't worry about that, and the Jets can't worry about that. Like they, they draft they drafted this kid to be the the Brickishaw Ferguson of this offensive line, and obviously it hasn't started off like. Like he was going to be a cornerstone, but the Jets can't worry about that. They have to worry about protecting this kid from himself. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, so let's move on to the game on Sunday. Uh, and as always, this game is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, Frank. Why don't you let the people know? Frank, it usually helps when you're not on mute. Yeah, that would be a beer. So as we know, as John just said, we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Hey, football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you will be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get it on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a Free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and you can win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score. With promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And as Frank said, this line right here, this game that we are about to break down, the line for all of it comes from DraftKings Sportsbook, where your beloved New York Jets, our beloved New York Jets, are on the road to face the 6-7 and seven Miami Dolphins. This game has a 42.5 point total, and the Jets are 8.5 point underdogs this line the look at the look ahead line was at seven Vegas not very happy with the uh performance of the Jets on Sunday so eight and a half it is um the Dolphins are dealing with uh quite a situation uh they're basically three of their running backs their top running backs have all ended up testing positive for COVID and Miles Gaskin Philip Lindsay and Salvin Ahmed uh, that leaves Malcolm Brown, who I will be completely honest, 
I'm not worried about Frankie look fine. I'm not worried about Malcolm Brown. Uh, he was averaging like less than two yards per carry prior to ending this going on uh, injured reserve earlier this year. Uh, so if he does start for the Dolphins, I will not be concerned. I actually would imagine that the Dolphins just go to a pass game at that point. Uh, so I expect Tua at home have a, have a you know a, a pretty big day here against the Jets. Uh, I think the Jets the Miami defense gives the Jets some some trouble. Uh, they don't have a receiver who can consistently win one on one man coverage. Uh, the, they're Miami is going to run a ton of blitz, a ton of cover zero, with a ton of man behind it. Uh, I think Zach Wilson struggles on Sunday. So with that being said, I'm going to take the Jets to not cover the eight and a half points. Sorry, that was painful to take out, to come out, but. Yeah, it's been that way the past 10 years when we talk about the Jets. But I with the situation that Miami is in now with their running back room, I think it kind of plays into the Jets' strength, at least on the defensive side of the ball. Um, we can't stop a nosebleed when it comes to the running game. And I think Miles Gaskin in particular would have gave the Jets fits this game. I don't know. I don't trust Tua passing the ball. I, I just don't. I think I think the Jets will be okay on that side of the ball. I think on the offense side of the ball is what scares me. Uh, I did hear. I think they. I think Salah said that Michael Carter, both Michael Carters, has have a chance of playing this week. So if uh, Michael Carter, the running back, plays this week. That would be good because that will the screen game should be open this week. So hopefully, at the very least, Tevin Coleman's playing because I don't trust Ty Johnson to catch the screen. And God help us if they throw a screen to P. Ryan because that that could be very bad. I mean, P. Ryan's got some decent hands. I just don't know where it'll go. Um... Oh, that's what, that's what I mean. He'll catch the ball, but he ain't getting too far. No, he'll get exactly what was there for him to get. Uh, but Michael Carter could also make an impact in the run game, too. The Dolphins did struggle to stop the run. I'm glad you actually brought that up because if Michael Carter does play, he was actually uh, on his way to a, a really big game against the Dolphins when they last played. Uh, this is actually the game where he got hurt, and many believe that had he not gotten hurt, he would have had his first 100 yards uh, rushing day of the season. Um. So, yeah, I mean, maybe that gives the Jets an opportunity to cover the spread there. Uh, I, I just think that from the last times these teams played, uh, the Dolphins have gotten better while the Jets have gotten worse. So, Have we gotten Elijah worse or just, we just stayed the same? Well, without, without that guy. Cause he 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 made a huge impact last time. 
This one right here behind. This one. No, that one. That one. Yeah, that one. Without that guy who uh, had a you know big day against the Dolphins last last time they they played, over 100 receiving yards, two touchdown receptions. Um, you know, it's it's definitely going to be tough. Okay, so Frank, you, I don't think you gave your prediction. Who's covering? What's going on? No, the Jets are going to lose, and they won't cover the spread. I'm right with you. Alrighty then. Um, oh, he did not have two touchdowns against the Dolphins. I had to fact check myself. It was a felt like two touchdowns. When you have 141 receiving yards, I feel like two touchdowns should just be come with it. But it was 141 receiving yards and a touchdown. Um, so I, it, I get a lock. I get to pick my lock first, even though I lost my lock here. Um, hmm. I meant to call you last night too. Yeah, that's fine. No, I meant before, um, the, before the game, I thought you had it in the bag when Jalen Ramsey came down on the COVID list. Um, this is actually tough. I don't know what to do. Whoa, that is odd. The Bengals are two-point dogs. The Bengals are two. Oh, wait. Actually, give me Tampa Bay minus 10.5 over the New Orleans Saints. 10.5 is a large number. I can't take that. I'm sorry. Give me the Cincinnati Bengals plus two against the Denver Broncos. Well, I have a shocker this week, John. Do you want to guess what the shock? You're taking New England. I am not. You're taking Arizona. I'm not. I wouldn't be a shocker if I took Arizona. I thought maybe you were being sarcastic. Uh, You're going to take – just tell me because I I, I don't want to make it fun for the fans. I am going to take Houston to cover the spread against Jacksonville, and they're plus four. I actually like that. Now, let me give a little reason. Jacksonville looks like it's ready to implode. Like, that is. Trevor Lawrence looks like Trevor Lawrence is ready to beat up Urban Meyer. Yeah. That's a power. Urban Meyer has made Trevor Lawrence look like he has no idea what he's doing, which I didn't think was possible. Like, I I didn't think coaching could be that bad. Like, there was a report that came out that said, that Urban told all his assistants that they suck and give them a reason why they should still be fired. And it was basically – They're just, all losers and he's, and he's a, a winner. winner. Oh, my God. You know what? The NFL should just run an experiment. They should force Not the – hire. They should trade the Patriots – make the trade – made the Patriots trade uh, Mac Jones with, with other teams each week. So, like – Mac Jones should have to play a game with Jacksonville while Trevor Lawrence plays a game with the Patriots. <laughs> and then Zach Wilson with, with the Patriots, Mac Jones with the Jets, Justin Fields with the Patriots. I just want to see I just want to see what it would look like. We know what it would look like. We're looking at it. Like we've looked at it before, right? Like <laughs> this is this is the reason. It looks why... like nine nine to eleven wins. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if Trevor Lawrence was on New England, 
like he might break every rookie passing record that there is. Oh, don't let the don't let the New England fans hear you say that, Mac Jones, well, man. Well, good thing this is not a New England Patriot podcast. This is for My our name. New York Jets. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. With that being said, man, let's let's uh, let's let's kick it. Let's get out of here. Uh, so, everybody, love you, appreciate you, thank you for kicking it with us, whether it's live whether you're watching it, the recorded copy, or whether you are listening as you sit there, either driving to work or working from home or while you're at work, we appreciate you. So that being said, everybody, we are out of here. Have a good one. Peace.